solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter, Potter Watch. And this is a big old mess. Yes. And by this, I mean the cursed child. We are the cursed writing. play, as I would like to call it. The cursed, the cursed tin chapters, the cursed tin scenes of part one, a part two. Oh my gosh. Act I'm so heated, I can't even speak. We are in act two of part one, obviously. <laughs> We're all keeping track. <laughs> and um I would say all of so far, we haven't had a great stuff. This stuff has been the worst, though. This is by far, and you've heard us talk about the other <laughs> act. Yeah. So I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I think all of this should have been left on the cutting room floor in the combined play. That's I was thinking that too. I was like, because we were saying that last time. I was like, oh, I feel like they could have cut this. I'm like, no, actually keep all of that. We need to get rid of so much stuff in here. Like garbage. Straight up garbaggio. Like we have a scene where the adults are just flu powdering into McGonagall's office. Nobody needs or asked for that. I do not need to make a point of the fact that Ron, as a grown man with children, can't figure out flu powder. When he I, has like, grown up with it his entire life. I didn't need Harry. it. He taught Harry. I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I did yeah, not need, don't need a separate... Okay. <laughs> okay, let's just Can get into my notes. Let's just get into my notes because... Um, while the chapter is bad, I think the wording of my notes are quite funny. Like my first note for scene one, I really was just thinking to myself the other day, I want more child abuse in Harry Potter. How about you, Maul? Yes, I do always reflect on, you know what we don't have enough of? Some Dursley time. (laughs) So just to catch you up, listeners, this act starts out with Harry having a dream about being abused by Aunt Petunia. Which we have lots of contextual evidence in the series of what that looked like. And you know what Jack Thorne did? He said, you know what? I've got my own stuff I can do here. I got, I got my own thing. Uh, let's start with wetting the bed. No, actually, let's start with Petunia saying, you disappoint me because we wanted the best for you. Yeah, like we started out trying to help you. We thought, ooh, we could clean him off. He could be good. No, you didn't, bitch. Since when? And then Harry wets himself. Look, did he have a dream about some pigeons? Is that what did it? Um, Harry's never been a bedwetter. He gets nightmares his whole life. I've never once heard him say that. Maybe he's locked this out of his subconscious so we didn't get it in the original series. But I don't think so. Like, I'm the first person to say what I wanted from the original series was a Petunia resolution. But this is not... 
I don't want it now as Harry as an adult, which I know that's not even what this scene is, but like, I think that's what it's like leading towards. But I, I don't want Harry grappling with this now in his fatherhood, adulthood, like that should have been dealt with already. And nobody, why are also like, if you're writing a play, you're introducing like a new character that we don't need. Like, I know it's like somebody else from the cast just plays it, but like. They have, he has no idea how to write a play, but he's supposedly a playwright. I don't understand this. These first 10 chapters are, is, are is terrible playwriting, terrible playwriting. If you really needed the scene of them in the Forbidden Forest looking for Scorpius, I know I've jumped ahead and, and Albus, here's where we start. We go past the office. We go past Harry's stupid dreams because none of them are moving the plot forward, which is, by the way, about the kids. And you have them in the Forbidden Forest. We all meet there. He says, um, uh, somebody said, oh, Ron shows up. Why are we meeting in the forest again? Harry explains about his dream. It's one line. It's over. Malfoy gets there. I thought you didn't believe in my dreams. Oh, we have conflict suddenly. Then we look for the boys. But even oh, that's and the not- minister of magic comes to help look for them. Oh yeah, she's put out a PO. She's told the entire wizarding world to come to the Forbidden Forest and help Harry look for his son. And then like, but has it noticed that her time turner is missing? Yeah, really good point. Maybe you should stay in the office. I just, I I was starting to say this to Alex, like before we started, was like, I don't know how to take notes on this because every time I take a note, I'm just like, this is not what would have happened. This is bad. And like, at one point I was like, well, maybe I can just like pretend that this is not from the Harry Potter series. Like it's just its own unique thing but even then I'm like what is happening yeah because here's really because I try to go in it with that headspace because when especially when we're with the boys then I'm like okay I can just pretend this is like not about Harry Potter characters it's just me reading another story about fiction but when you do that then you don't care about it at all because it's badly written (laughs) if you take away that it's Harry Potter it's not good Exhibit A. And then we get this like unnecessary scene post the dream of Jenny and him being like, I had a dream and now I know where Albus is because in that dream, which was not about Albus, he shows up in Durmstrang robes. And so therefore he's in the Forbidden Forest. Says who? Harry. Also, it's not how Harry's dreams dreams work. It's just not how they work. He's not suddenly like, I am a prophet. And. (laughs) Like his dreams are so specific and so realistic and like what actually happened and not whatever this bullshit is. (sighs) Scene four, my only note. Um, what we just summarized and reacted to was scenes one through three. Did that seem like not a lot happened in those chapters? You would be correct. Um, 
they were each like a page long and so I had one note for each yeah just out just for context you should never have a scene that's basically a page long in a play that's ridiculous that's a waste of stage time you might as well not have had a scene <laughs> anyway scene four part of him likes it and part of him doesn't uh-huh that is um a stage direction of Scorpius reacting to Albus talking to specifically a girl. Yeah. I also noted, interesting stage note. <laughs> how do you, how do you say that in a stage note? It's not even like Scorpius looks perplexed by their relationship. It's also not a good stage direction, but yeah, would have been better than whatever this is, especially if we're supposed to read that stage direction and be like, that's a heterosexual boy. Yeah, it is normal, normal. He looks at his friend talking to a girl, not Delphi, a girl. A girl. And what you said, and part of him likes it and part of him doesn't. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And then there's one like later in that same scene where Delphi puts her hand in the air. Albus grins and points at her. Fine. Perfect stage note. These two are getting on really well now. First of all, first of all. Why are we editorializing the stage note? First of all, I'm sorry. Do not insult. Even as like, even if we were writing this like as a novel to be read, like we can gather that from context clue. Like that would be a bad thing to write in a book where you're supposed to be describing things. These two are getting along great now. Show don't tell, please. It's the first rule of writing. I don't understand why that was needed. I felt insulted. Also, uh, I have this note to Scorpius. Yes, Scorp, isolate the enemy in regard to Delby. When <laughs> uh, Delby's like, all right, I guess that I'll be pretending to be a dragon tamer. And uh, Scorpius is like, I don't think you need to be there. I don't think you need to come. And I don't want you there. <laughs> yeah. And Delby was like, um, I, I think I should be there. I'm a part of the plan. And Albus was like, I agree with Scorpius. And I was like... <laughs> I was kind of surprised that Albus backed Scorpius because I was thinking, I was like, is Albus a good friend to Scorpius? I think mostly no. (laughs) But in this moment, yeah. Yeah, I think later he will not be as good of a friend to Scorpius. But because of what's about to happen, I think we need to show how much Albus loves Scorpius right now. Um, And Scorpius. Scorpius has a great plan where he's like, maybe we should test out the time turner for like an hour and see what happens. A great plan, Scorp. I'm so sorry you're surrounded by nincompoops. So this is the only part where I'm like, okay, this is like fine. Like this is them, like you said, like it's just the kids. They're like plotting their dumb little plot, which is fine that it's a dumb little plot. Like they're kids. It's for kids, yeah. Um. So this was like my only where I was like, let's delve a little into this. Like, let's delve into Delph. Delve into Delph. Is yeah. she genuine at all? Like, is she having a good time with them? No. Okay. I think she's manipulating just like her papa would have taught her. Yeah. And she's like figured out that's 
Scorpius is not going to be manipulated. So she's going to right. on Albie. Focusing on Albie. Um, Plus yeah. it's, it's Harry's son. So she wants to like fuck him over, especially. Right. Um, and then she um, kisses Albus on each cheek. And I don't know what his obsession is with putting Albus in um, compromising positions with adult women. But um, I I said in my notes, someone call the police on, on this woman. <laughs> because I get why he has a crush on her. We've been over this. But <laughs> I really... <laughs> I think it goes without saying that she is inappropriate with this child. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, that the other one was certainly Albus's own. Um... Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, for, from, from a character point of view, uh, from a in-scene in point of view, Hermione is not in the wrong. Um, Delphi is in the wrong here. And I have questions about why Jack keeps putting Albus in these situations separately from Matt. I see, I see. This one at least makes sense plot-wise that she is continuing to manipulate him. Him making out with his aunt, I'm still sleeping on that one, on how that that works in the plot. (laughs) You'll take in some time with that. Still still processing that one. And I don't think she would give up that easily, like letting them go without her. It's because you, it's, it's like a, a bad plot device. We want the boys to be together. Yeah. Scene five, Bane being like, there's a darkness around your son. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for my herd question mark we don't need another war question mark and then I said thanks Bane very helpful I was like you need to chill out Bane I thought we were cool because he's first like what are you doing on my land get out of here fuck you and I'm like I thought we were cool now especially with Harry yeah what's up also, like, you literally back up to a school. Like, there's going to be some intermingling. Let's let's just take a beat, and maybe that's not the best way to avoid a war, is yelling at people when they see you. Yeah. I think it's fine to be protective of your land after what you've been through, but, like, let's let's find a better solution for how we talk about it. Yeah, Bane was like, I've seen it in the stars. Your son's uh, surrounded by darkness. Peace out, bye, get off my property. Can't tell you anymore. And then Harry jumps to the wildest conclusion that could possibly be drawn. Agreed. And I have decided to give the story a benefit of the doubt and say this is alternate universe Harry because they have changed the history. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, hoping yeah, yeah. our <laughs> Harry would not do that. <laughs> Even I, our Harry from earlier in the book. <laughs> I I will I thought about that too, but not enough has changed. Like um, the like we didn't change Harry one through three and having known Harry one through three, I know that boy is not saying this. Well, he stuff. hasn't changed yet. They haven't changed history yet. 
Yeah, they have. No, they're about to. No, 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 not when he's talking to Bane. I'm talking. Oh, I thought oh. you were talking about in reference to Harry when he's the worst person on the planet. Well, yes, but like you said, he jumps to conclusions, but that that happens after they come back. Oh, no, but he doesn't jump to the like craziest conclusion. Oh, he... He does the whole, he, you have to watch him on the murder's map after they come back. From yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Right, so that he doesn't jump to the conclusion that Scorpius is the the darkness hanging over his head until after they get back. Yeah, or at yeah. least he doesn't say it out loud here. That's what I'm saying is that I believe that it could be a result of them changing the future. Oh, yeah. However, we as readers have known Harry in books one through four, and they're only one through three, and they're only changing things after book four. So. I'm saying that even Harry that we knew from books one through three would never end up saying this to McGonagall. Oh, well, yeah, but like, this is also an adult Harry. Oh, I know. <laughs> I just am flabbergasted. At well, the like, no, you're saying no version of Harry, but like, yeah, no version of it. Like, no, like, not enough changed for him. The only thing that changed is that Cedric doesn't die, like, from his perspective. Yeah, but then the impact is also like Ron and Hermione. Like, there are these other impacts that have happened. Yeah, but look, I'm trying to save the plot here. I'm trying to save Harry. I might go full hog into this if we didn't have the um I wish you weren't my son moment before because that feels like the same Harry to me no I agree that like writing wise they're keeping Harry consistent in the future or whatever the alternate universe but I'm just saying for my sake I'm gonna say it's alt Harry okay Like I, I thought that the I hate you thing was the, uh, or I wish you weren't my son was like the worst part for me, but it's too much right in a row. These last couple scenes, yeah, they really gets to me because Harry's unbearable. Yeah, so let's take a second and say where we are. So Bane and Harry were talking in the forest because they were looking for the boys, and. Then we're still in the forest and Albus and Scorpius are about to use the time turner. Yeah. So we go back to Triwizard Tournament. So yeah, I got a little ahead of myself. So did I. (laughs) Scene six. Um, My only note for scene six says, do you have a good feeling about this, Albus? And then I said, gut really not as good as your dad's, is it? Really bad. Really bad. (laughs) Um, Although, to be fair, uh, Scorpius isn't as persistent as Hermione about testing things out and making a plan. So that could be why Albus is not as um, lucky as his papa. Right. Um, I don't understand how they know how to set this time turner to go back at the exact moment that they need it to. Selfie taught him. That's what they said. (laughs) Time. I'll I'll let that one go. I'll let that one fly off. <laughs> so now we uh, 
We're with Ludo Bagman, who they all know that that's yeah. Ludo Bagman. Ludo Bagman. I have a question for you, Ludo Bagman. Who the hell is Crazy Crumb? Oh, he's friends with Harry Plucky Potter. Right. And uh, did you know that <laughs> that uh, he makes you go weaky in the kneesies? Yeah, so we're just making shit up now. Like weaky in the kneesy, crazy crumb spelled with a K. This is like bad fan fiction. Like, like bad, 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 bad written by a five, fifth year, fifth year. <laughs> written by a fifth grader fan fiction bad. And I don't understand why Ludo Bagman is suddenly speaking like a house elf. He never did that before. Like, sounds like Winky. Like, you are Winky in the Neezy. You're Wheezy. Missing is Wheezy. Like, again, we have the context of this scene. You don't have to make this stuff up. Nobody asked you to do all this, honey boo. Literally, (laughs) no one asked you. This feels like he's trying to avoid copyright. Like, he's trying to change it enough so he doesn't get, like, plagiarized. Like, he's not plagiarizing, but, like, you have co-authorship with the original author. Like, you don't have to do that. No one's suing you, except for us now, for how bad it is. Like, I don't understand what the purpose of changing the original stuff was, because the whole point is, like, you're, you're, changing it in the play. You don't have to change the, the lines. Copy and paste. And why is Hermione randomly standing there? Where's Ron? Well, they're not talking. Oh, yeah. I guess I was thinking about the way they film it in the movie. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That one's okay with me because they're not talking. Okay. Um, he's like with the derm strings I guess that doesn't track but whatever um also they're so bad at their job yeah my last note for this scene says I just hate that we've rewritten how time turners work now this was like my main complaint when I first read this play is that time travel in general is a very like set set um device right like you can do you know multiverse which is what marvel uses and other things you know use like the idea of multiple universes so you're creating new timelines harry potter uses a fate-based universe which is really interesting so you actually like the whole play is flawed you can't go in in the harry potter context because harry potter's universe is all time with time is all based on everything was meant to happen so a character has the ability to go back in time but the way the world is set up the world knows that those people will go off back in time so every all of the events are still going to happen as planned if that makes sense no I know I we said the same thing now the only thing I can say is that this play does end back on the original timeline so you could argue 
that it was fate all along that they were always going to go back in time multiple times until they came and these changes were already going to okay if you really want to stretch it which I with you that they don't abide by the fate base but yes for me it just bothers me because we were met like if you're gonna change that magic of the time like the time turner has to be something completely new and so it just it not only are you lazily using a plot from another book but you couldn't even find like a clever way to incorporate it using the material and the way the world functions already is I guess my issue with it is that (sighs) time travel just doesn't work the same way um and the time turner going back this long ago and then shaking and vibrating when it is like you only have a certain amount of time in the past yeah I mean that part they had to make some sort of fail safe because otherwise you can't live out that that plot line like they do in the third book right but I mean I've read a lot of fan fictions where people have to use the time turner to go back in time and then they're stuck that way. Right. And so they have to live, like Draco Malfoy has had to redo his entire Hogwarts career. Rough and tumble. Yeah. Bad. I mean, no, I know you could do that. Like there are, but like this, they're not going to live out Harry's entire. (laughs) No, I know. I'm just saying like, we want stakes, mama. Right. (laughs) Or that you have to then like program the time turner back. Like that right. should, I feel like happen. Like you just go back into the future. Right. But there, there are a couple of notes I have for their like task at hand. So. Oh yeah. Go ahead. First go of ahead. all, they know that they're in the past and Scorpius should know that Rose is not there and that it's Hermione because he says, Rose, what oh. are you doing? <laughs> and it's Hermione. That's embarrassing, number one, <laughs> for Scorpius, the smartest person in our series. Also, I have such doubt. I know it's the same actress, but I have such doubt that mixed race with a Weasley, Rose Weasley, is the same exact carbon copy of presumably like full Black English. <laughs> Hermione Granger in this universe. I also thought that, but I was like, maybe Rose is like darker skin. Just really takes after her mom, which does happen. That's fine. It just Hermione is like a light skin. I don't know. Like I was like, I guess we can play along with this right now. (laughs) I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Um. And then their thing is that they have to disarm Cedric so that he messes up in the first task, which is an interesting plan. But again, that one, I'm like, okay, fine. They have a dumb plan, whatever. But then they like are so obvious about it. And they're like, immediately, they're like, oh my God, this is dark magic. (laughs) Ludo Bagman's like, oh my God, dark magic is at play. Dark magic. Also, they like Accio the watch, so it's going right to them. You don't think anyone's gonna notice? <laughs> Just a lot, a lot to unpack there. Yeah. So, but they get back to um, the present, and things 
seem like they are as they left them. Yes. So um, I'm, yeah, we're in scene eight now. Yeah, the hospital wing. Because, yeah, so, like, Alvis got, like, injured while getting back or something. My one positive note in this whole collection of chapters is that I find his magical arm injury that seems like it's from 20 years ago and healed badly really freaking interesting. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting. The magic is really cool in that. And I wish we spent more time on it so that I could like it so that I could like more of this chapter. But I do find that interesting. And so uh, good points claps to you. And then um, immediately they do something that I feel like is sacrilege and have a conversation between Harry and Dumbledore's portrait. And it's not... It's not only that they are having a conversation with Dumbledore's portrait, but they're having a conversation with Dumbledore's portrait, making fun of the original series. Right. It's like, honey, whose britches are you wearing? They don't fit? Go back to the store. Again, Jack Thorne, nobody is asking you to address anything that we brought up in the series. Like... That right. is it's truly like when someone who's not a real Harry Potter fan tries to like make fun of Harry Potter with you and right. like like your friends are about it or something. Or like hate on like, Ron. Right. It's like you don't get to do that. Only I get to do that because I'm a fan of Harry Potter. <laughs> like if you don't like the whole series, you don't get to mock one part of it to me. And that's what it felt like when he's like, oh yeah, my, uh, I never asked you how you liked my name me naming my son after you and then Dumbledore being like oh I feel like it was um a heavy burden a heavy burden and then he was like um what else does he say um um something about like you're gonna ask me about how to protect a young person oh yeah that was where I drew the you're gonna ask me about how to protect a young person yes sacrilege sacrilege sacre bleu sacre bleu I was so annoyed um and then I have the note Harry you and I are about to fight (laughs) and then I say this plot literally makes me so angry and then I say I have no words I fucking hate this and then I say, uh, what about the time shift makes Harry a twat? So that was, those are the rest of my notes on scene eight, which of course, um, just, I know my, my, um, my, my notes gave no context to what was happening, but I was just feeling really upset. So I needed to, um, to write some things down. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Oh, I was just gonna say quickly breeze through this. Harry's like, Bane said, There's a darkness around you. Obviously, you've been hanging out with Scorpius, so you gotta stop hanging out with Scorpius. Well, how are we gonna make sure he does do that? Oh, you know what? I've got this great map that is meant for rule breaking, and I will use it to big brother my son and make sure that he doesn't hang out with his only friend. And I will have Professor McGonagall be the one in charge 
of making sure that he's not, his dot is not next to Scorpius's dot. And Albus says, hey, you can't do that. That's my only friend, the only person that makes me happy. And Harry said, I don't give a fuck. I have to protect you. you. I don't care if you like me. Don't worry, dad, I didn't. And, um... And then we get to scene 10, which if that wasn't bad enough, because I start off chapter 10 by saying, I literally don't think McGonagall would do this. And I agree, even with all of these threats Harry sending her way, I just do not think McGonagall would do this. Did you, did you skip past scene nine? Oh, no, I think I just combined scene eight and nine together in my notes. Um, Scene nine is like, says the staircase they're like still I guess this is when Ron comes in yeah I think I uh like oh yeah Uncle Ron I could really use a joke from you yeah yeah Yeah. I read it I just I don't think I had a lot of notes on it and if I did I think I combined them with scene eight like it's in my fuck yous and Harry's the worst well I wanted to spend some time on Panju (laughs) and Padma no, that's fair. I should have taken notes on that. I was just so blinded by rage. I just, um, I, this is where I put my note in. I don't even know what to say. Would I like this plot if I, if it wasn't like Harry Potter? No. <laughs> like, I just, okay, so right now Ron's coming in. As you said, Albus is like, I could use a joke. And Ron's like, I'm depressed. I don't have any jokes because I'm married to Padma Patel and we have a son named Panju, who I hate. And then- Why does Ron hate his son? He's like, I hate it with, don't you just want to wipe that smile off of his face? That's what he says about Panju. Like, we thought Harry was a bad dad. And don't get me started about the way he describes Padma. You know, my wife stands too, talks too close to your face, smells like mint. I would love a partner that smelled like mint. Right. (laughs) Also, was that racist? I'm not sure. If it had been something other than mint, probably. But mint seems neutral. It sounds like they wanted to say something else and then they changed it to men. I'm like worried about Panju. Like that doesn't, I don't know about that naming like convention, <laughs> but I don't have enough information to judge it. So I will not say anything other than what I just said that I flagged it. <laughs> the whole thing gives me pause. I will say the whole thing gives me pause. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I get, I'm fine with them breaking up Ron and Hermione and showing the impact that like this one decision had on them. I just, again, the execution is not working. I, I will start liking it more when like, you know, Ron and Hermione have been like, pining for each other all of these years like I found that part of this section quite romantic that in every universe yeah if the time changes Ron and Hermione are still head over heels in love with each other I chat 
I'll give Jack props because that was fan service I felt like just for us but um but like this um this I like it makes this sad like this whole Panju and Padma thing and I know it's like an alternate timeline so it doesn't really matter but like this oh. is mean to use like they made a son for him and like it's just like not nice it's bad it's really not good it's not good oh <laughs> and then we have some more stage notes oh please give them to us so harry's like or ron's like bloody hell you're you're really not yourself are you anyway better go before i send a howler myself he stumbles on not even an inch of the man he was that's the stage note. <laughs> why don't you, uh, Ron, me as director, why don't you do a better job of being um, not an inch of the man that you were? I need you to, like, take that direction to heart. Take it on board, please. And then the part, the time when we actually need a stage note, there's not one. So Harry and Albus are arguing, and then all of a sudden Scorpius shows up in the text. Like, Scorpius has, like, the next line. Albus, you're okay. That's fantastic. Yeah, did, did Scorpius come in to the hospital wing? Did no. he wake up? What well, happened? They're, they're in the office, but... No, they're, like, on the staircase. or They're in, like, a corridor. But, like, there's no stage note where it says that Scorpius walks on stage. Yeah. Like, that's when we need a fucking stage note. Um... Molly, why don't you just remember that Ron is not <laughs> even half of the man that he An was. inch. An He's inch. Not an inch. Man. <laughs> okay, why don't you just remember that and not worry about when Scorpius walks on stage? You're right, Alex. I shouldn't, I should I shouldn't have even commented on that. I mean, come on. Also, there's two stage notes about Scorpius and his heart breaks, and then Scorpius left heartbroken like those are not like I mean that could be a stage note in some cases but not how they have it like his heart's broken because his dad's a little dick a very small one and not Scorpius's dad the big shocker it's Harry it's always Harry don't worry yeah, so now we're at scene 10, which I will just let you take it from here in McGonagall's office. <laughs> I don't think McGonagall would do this. No. I think she would say, fuck off, Potter. If you don't want your kid to hang around Scorpius, you can take him out of school. Yeah, or you have the map. You can do it if you really feel that strongly. Also, maybe this is an alt version of McGonagall. That is affected by Cedric Diggory not winning the house cup. That's what I'm saying. It's just not like a big enough change <laughs> like to affect all of these grown ass people. That, but that's like part, the part that doesn't bother me is like, I think that's a good plot thing to be like, it doesn't seem like it would affect these other parts of our lives, but it does. Like, the impact has like a much greater effect on everyone, but they're not showing it. Like I, I understand I, what you're yeah. saying. I get it for Harry, Ron, Hermione. Like that's like them as kids and they're not fully developed as people yet. 
So I will, I know I'm going back a little bit on what I said earlier about Harry, but I will believe that it changes them fundamentally. But McGonagall is a, is a fully established, like, woman. You know, like, she's, Cedric, I don't think is changing her in that way. Yeah. That she's suddenly going to take shit from Harry Potter. Right. But, fine. Um, and then I have the note, don't you dare speak to Ginny like that because he, Ginny tries to like say something and then Harry says, no, that's final, like cuts her off. And I was like, I will kill you is what I have my note. I just have to hold this Harry as a different Harry. Like, like, Scorpius's heart is broken. My heart is broken. (laughs) Heartbroken and stage note. (laughs) <laughs> Alex closed her play heartbroken um my other compliment that I liked actually in this scene was that they entered and I don't know if this is when it was first introduced or if this was in like um Pottermore but the idea that a portrait is not really the person it's like this imprint and like that it shouldn't yeah. be like taken at face value basically I was like I think that's good writing like that should be how a portrait is it's not really yeah I can't that, is that not from the original series like what we come to understand from the original series I thought Dumbledore explains that I or McGonagall explains that to Harry about Dumbledore but maybe I'm she does that here yeah but I thought maybe she does that in the original or maybe I'm just thinking about this. I think you might because I've also had a memory of this but I think it's this actually which well, I would yeah and then I agree I think that is good writing because that is how I've come to understand portraits slash I think have always understood them but I'm glad we get definitive word of that like I do think that's good writing yeah um I think um Harry shoving um McGonagall you don't understand because you don't have children in McGonagall's face is perhaps the worst thing he can do um like how disrespectful and then he says um I will bring down the full force of the ministry the force of the ministry on the school yeah insane that's my note all caps underlined insane and then I have I said you sound like Lucius Harry just so you know and also this is a note to Jack um dear Jack was it the writer's ambition to get me to despise Harry Potter if not succeeded (laughs) you've done it anyway so I'm gonna go back to the writer's room so I just don't know where we go from here I really had no idea I was gonna be this upset the first time I read it I read it so quickly that I moved past a lot of these like finer horridness much quicker and then obviously seeing the play like forgave a lot and now I'm like even if we saw it again I just don't know if I could even enjoy the play which is heart that's heartbroken 
heartbroken. It, uh, like, I want to obviously keep reading it, but I want to find a better way to, like, talk about it because I just, it's so challenging. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean... I don't know how to talk about it with scenes like this. Uh, hopefully it gets better. Like part two is when we're in like the darkest timeline. Yeah. So maybe that'll be at that, least. That interests more. me. I think we'll have a lot of magic and stuff to talk about when we get into that business. I'm mostly dreading the Snape stuff. Me too. Cause we, I hate the characterization of Snape in this. And Cedric. <laughs> and there's gonna be something bad. Ow, I just like really punched myself. There's gonna be something bad in everything that we read in the play, but there also might be something good to discuss. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I wish that he was making out with his aunt again because at least we were all laughing. Oh, we yeah. Wow. Uh, an astute observation. I don't know if I would go that far, <laughs> but uh, you you might be onto something there. We I did laugh harder than I had in a while when we were speaking about that insanity. My goal, I think, will be to find more humor instead of I'm going to try and tap into the humor instead of the anger because I was like irate. It started out rough with this petunia, like that really just set me down a really I don't think path. there's another way to look at these this handful of scenes without being angry. Like I can't find humor yeah. in that. So I will I think that's a great a great way to do it is to always try and look for humor, but I I don't think that we really we did our best this time. Yeah, I mean, look, Ron's not there with the jokes. We're stuck with Panju. Just, oh my God, I'm, you. I, I'm thinking he's our bright light going forward <laughs> you? yeah that child just smiles <laughs> also the fact that Panju resets Albus's house is really funny to me oh, yeah. also I'm like are you guys friends like <laughs> You and Panju. I don't think anyone likes Panju, and that's sad for Panju. But why would he argue with the hat for Panju? No, he said Panju dared dared him. Said there was no way he was going to get into Gryffindor House, and so out of spite, Albus uh, asked the Sorting Hat to put him in Gryffindor. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Correct. Okay, well, that's sad. I was hoping that they were at least friends, like the alternate version of Albus was friends with Panju. No, Rose doesn't exist. And Panju has taken the place of Rose. Except for, I guess, not as good. Does Scorpius also have a crush on Panju? It would make sense. But I don't know. Scorpius is too heartbroken over his just friends only has feelings as friends platonic friend Albus Potter. Plus Delphi. I don't think Scorpius has a crush on Delphi. No, the 
upset about Delphi and Albus getting oh, yeah. as friends, as with a girl. With a girl. I don't know why that was really needed to be specified unless they were trying to point out something about Scorpius, but I think they were. Me too, but not not well. Anyway, I hope you all did your reading homework and read um, Aristotle and Dante. Oh yeah, honestly, I hope that was a palate cleanser after the ease. You know, I hope you read the next couple chapters of First Child first, and then you were like, I need something really wholesome and beautiful, and then you read Aristotle and Dante. That's our gift to you. How to watch book club. How to watch book club. (laughs) Well, I think we we ended better than we started. So continue to stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.